What's good? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com coming at you today to talk about why you need to avoid having a gambler's mentality. And this is a very dangerous thing that you might not have realized. And I want to break it down to you from my own experience as a pro trader in my early 20s. Okay, I made a lot of money trading. I'm not talking about e-trading. I'm talking about I was a prop trader. I had $3 million in the company's buying power. I'm making three, 400 trades a day. I mean, we're in there savages in 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 just prior to the NYSE going hybrid, we got ARB opportunities between the ECNs and the specialist, and we've got momentum strategies that actually work. And um, I was actually able to exit the game with a lot of cash when I couldn't make money anymore. I didn't I didn't go out on a loss. I mean, I exited the game with a lot of money. You can see exactly my experience in my article on, on everything you need to know about equities trading. And one of the, like, what I want to talk about about that experience is, is I just have to thank God that I never developed a gambler's mentality. Okay, I've had a lot of addictions, but gambling was never one of them. And I probably was the only guy in that office without a gambler's mentality. For me, it was always about, I went into the trading because that that's how I felt I was going to be able to hit my consistent monetary goals. Okay, and, and for a while I was, I mean, I made a hundred grand profit for myself in one month and that was 50% of what I actually made okay US dollars you know close to 13 years ago which was a lot in Canadian dollars and would probably be something like you know 130 140 USD today um, for a 22 year old kid so I'm I'm, I'm telling you that I was making a lot of money but I, I even then I I never got high from that month because I was like the next I was like, this is crazy, but I was like, the next month I could lose it. I only got high when I felt like I found a strategy that was going to make me consistent money. I was like, I found a new ARB opportunity. I was like, oh, cool, that's going to get me three months. And even if I didn't make as much in those months, like even if I was only making 30 grand in those months, I was happy with that because I was like, all I need to do is this ARB strategy and I'm just going to run this out until it's gone. And I would get three or four months out of it or something like that. Um, and I was obsessed, obsessed with discipline, discipline and strategy. And I still am. Um, if I have a good month in business, I don't really care. I, I care if, the, if I see some type of trend that's consistent. Um, you know, something that's going to consistently make, make me more money, not just some one-off. Okay. But once our arbitrage and momentum strategies or edges dried up, I tried for at least six months to build a trading system. Okay. And I couldn't make it happen because we weren't allowed to hold overnight positions and therefore any type of trading system I couldn't, I needed it to be like a, at least a multi-week or multi-month system because the, tr the, the, um, the fees and the slippage would hurt me, okay? I don't know if you know what slippage is, but slippage is where you're looking at the chart patterns and you have to take like... You know, because you won't be able to get out at the price you want. You're going to take a three or four cent loss on each side, and that slippage hurts you when you're when you're trading every day, when you're when you're doing intraday trading. But slippage on, you know, a three month trade where you have so much more room to work with, um, you know, three cents here, three cents there is not a big deal. You understand? So, but of course, the liquidity that we had was was based from the brokerage house. Um, knowing that we had to be out of our positions every single day and we couldn't we couldn't take longer term positions. So, I mean, I could never get $3 million buying power. I mean, right now I could probably put together a trading system that did, I don't know, 
15% maybe for a certain period of time. But again, if you don't have that, that $3 million in, in buying power that I had, it, it, it's worthless on, um, on its own, especially when I could, you know, spend $300 on, on releasing a book and have that margin, have that return to me in literally under a day on the release of that. Okay. So, I mean, what it comes down to is I couldn't make it happen. I eventually I had to admit that without, without an edge, um, and our edges had dried up when the NYSE went to hybrid markets, started trading like the NASDAQ. Um, we couldn't arbitrate between the ECNs and, and the specialist. We couldn't see how the, the orders flow because there was no specialist anymore. It was just running off algos and stuff like that. And I was like, this is gambling. I, I had to admit it that my that my dream was gambling and I couldn't I couldn't foresee a consistent living out of it, which really was depressing for me. I mean, I went into a depression for probably about six months or a year. Um, because I, I'd lost my mission in life, okay? Um, and the thing is, though, the vast majority of guys I worked with did not um, did not have my mentality. I mean, they were degenerate gamblers. Okay, so we'd have two screens. Most guys would have two screens. There'd be one with like eight stocks, the level twos, and then another screen with charts for those stocks. And then some guys would have the third screen, okay, where they're playing online poker. So they're in seven or eight trades, they're watching the level twos for those trades. They're watching the stock patterns for those to see about new trades in new stocks. And then they're playing online poker in two or three different rooms. Okay, two or three different groups at the same time. Degenerate gamblers, dude. And the way they would talk about stuff was all degenerate gambling. Okay, here's how degenerate talks. Oh man, they're never happy. Like. You can make six grand on a trade, man. Like, oh man, I knew Exxon was going up, dude. I knew it. I was like, oh, why didn't you put your whole buying power in? Man, nah, don't worry about that. I knew it was going up, man. I should have put more in. Or he'd or be like, he'll, he'll got out close to the top, but not right at the exact top. He's like, man, I should have held it for another 30 seconds, dude. I, I knew it was going up 30 more cents. Or it'd be like, it'd be like, the guy would come in the next day. I had this guy, Dave, that, that did this every day. He'd be like, did you see the futures? I'm like, no, nah, dude, what happened? He's like, see how it went up? Remember how I said that yesterday? I'm like, not really. He'd be like, dude, I, it, I knew it was going up. I knew it was the exact level. I was like, yeah, how much money did you put on it? He's like, no, because like, uh, uh, you know, like, like that type of mentality. And then they would always like be hiding hiding the losses, right? Okay, you hear a lot about, you know, when you're hearing about your friend making Forex or, or this and that, he, he's like, yeah, I made five grand this month, but he didn't tell you last month he lost three grand, dude. Okay, that's that kind of gambler's mentality, and that's, that's the guys are, are talking about their wins or talking about what they should have won, and it's never like, oh, this my system, this happened in the system, okay, you know, level-headed, I have to tinker with the system and, and, and you know, create a better range and, and maybe use some better indicators and things like that, okay? Um, and unfortunately, like, or fortunately for me, when I couldn't make that system work, I quit. But I, I, I quit with a lot of money. I didn't go out on a loss. I, I went out with a lot of money. And basically in that six months of trying to build that system, I really just flatlined. So I went down, I went down to, I was making like 10 grand a month and then losing 10 grand. And then but I had a ton of money from, from what I'd made before and I, and I was just flatlined and, and I couldn't make the system work and I was out. But a lot of guys weren't that lucky. Okay, most guys aren't, aren't that lucky to, to go out the way that I did. Okay, the only mistake that I made was I didn't invest that money into a, into a business because I was 23 or 24 and I couldn't execute 
And, uh, you know, by 25, Tim Ferriss's book on the four hour work week came out and I, I'd start, I'd look, I was looking at that. And I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to build the, 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 um, sell products and I'm going to move to Thailand. And, um, but I had to learn C++ back and back in those days. I'm trying to learn code and I'm just like, man, this isn't happening. And I didn't have the, the, the foresight to know to start a service business and get on the phone and, and all that stuff because I was so spoiled by the amount of money that I made and I didn't have the ability to execute. Okay. It took me almost a decade to actually get out to Thailand where I'm now to be talking to you guys and, and finding what my true mission is and, and, and what God's truly called me to do, which is this. But I did get out on top. Most of the guys did. Most of the guys went out on a loss. And there was thousands of guys who came through the door, okay? 90% of them never made it from trainee to trader, okay? And the guys who did make it to trader, probably 80% of them never made more than 25 grand or 30 grand in a year. And then you had guys like me and, and, and my guys who were making a ton of money. But all of us combined from the guys who went through the door, the thousands of guys that have been through the door, no one is making trading money now. No one is still trading, okay? Trading now is about algorithms it's about phds programming algorithms um all our edges are long dead or it's about guys like um you know s stephen cohen from sac who has all his traders tapped into legal and illegal insider information you know stuff like getting broker first calls and knowing when orders are being dumped and and um you know lightning fast execution and, and fiber optic cables directed directly into the market and an office right next door to the NYC. So you have a half second faster than everyone else and all kinds of things that aren't available to you unless you work in, in for those companies. Um, so literally no one I know is still trading. Okay. And these are professionals. This is not guys on e-trading or forexing at home with their little $10,000 in saving. I'm talking about professionals. I had $3 million. The top guys there had $10 million to play with in every day, okay? Um, and it's not just those guys, okay? The reason I got the trading bug was from my cousin, who I was 15 and he was 40, and I visited him in the CME, which was the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, which was a, a football field, dude, of of a bunch of savages still with the paper, you know, doing the hand signals, yelling at each other, hollering, like throwing this on the floor. This guy's upset, this guy's down. And I'm 15 and I'm seeing and I'm like, this is my future, dude. This is what I'm gonna do. You know, my cousin's 40 and 45 and he's got all this money and he's got these girls. And I'm like, this is what I'm born to do, man. Fuck, skid fuck sitting in school, dude. Like I, I need to be doing this, okay? And for 30 years, he, he, he'd made a good living on it, okay, until he hit his mid-50s, which was when I started making money in trading when I was, you know, 23, 24. He was in his 50s, and he went broke um, on naked options, okay? Not only did he go broke, but he went, he went in debt, right? Because naked options, man, there's no limit to what you're going to lose. It's not like you just lose all your cash, man. So he got murdered, dude. And... Everything that he worked for for 30 years, you know, 10 years away from retirement, gone, dude, plus owing, okay? Um, and, I mean, I that to me was crazy, too, because that was around the same time I was thinking of getting out. And that's the thing about having a gambler's mentality, dude. Your money is never safe, okay? It doesn't matter how much you make, right? Warren Buffett's money 
is very safe because everything he does is an investment decision. He won't even bet $10 on a game of golf, right? Not because he doesn't have the money, but, but because he has the mentality of never doing that because he understands it. I have the same mentality too. I'll play cards with my friends, but I will never bet. I will never bet on anything because I, I keep that door very solidly closed. And, and that's an important thing, okay? And your money's never safe no matter how much you win. You can be a poker pro for 10 years with a, with a $15 million bankroll, and you can lose five mil at, at, on one night at the Bellagio, or you can lose 10 mil in a, in a house game where you're playing with celebrities and billionaires, and you're over there thinking you're a shark, and, and you're there to clean house, and the billionaire knows you're a shark, but he, he knows your bankroll's 15 mil, and his bankroll's a billion. So he's like, let me see if I can clean out this poker player for a bragging story. And he doesn't care about the $5 million, but you do because that's a third of your net worth. And you can lose that. And then you can go on a run. And you can lose $10 mil, Okay. They say that Tom Dwan and Phil Ivey went, went broke in 2014. Um, you don't see guys like Chris Moneymaker winning titles anymore. Most of those guys, they went into... Uh, they took their money, realized that they had some good luck and, and put it into businesses or put it into uh, poker training schools, which is how you really get rich in a gold rush. You don't get rich mining the gold. You get rich selling the panhandles to other guys mining the gold. Okay. Um, and that's the thing with gambling. A bad month, a bad week, or even a bad night could put you biz- out of business at any time. Okay. When you're willing to go all in or, or you're, God forbid, trading on margin, um, you know, that's where you've got leverage and you're personally liable for it. Okay. Then you start getting the broker calls. Hey dude, where's our money? Like, no, 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 I'm, I'm in a trade right now. It's coming back up. I mean, I mean, it's really serious. And, uh, like your buddy might've made five grand on Forex last month or Bitcoin and he wants you to start trading, dude, but tell him to come back when he's got a 20 year track record of success, right? When he's got a Warren Buffett track record or George Soros track record. Okay, those are the two best in the world, and their average is 20% a year. Okay, I'm getting a thousand percent return on this business. The way you make real returns is you start a is you start a business, you start a high margin business, service business. I'm doing info products. I'm gonna do coaching. I mean, it's it's crazy returns. It's returns you can't get anywhere, and they're consistent. You can't get them. In, in the stock market because by the time the stock's gone public, those massive, you know, 10,000% returns that Microsoft was getting every year are gone. Okay, the, those have gone to the owners. You don't get huge returns in, in once something's actually gone public, okay? Like, tell them to come back with a 20-year record because the thing about gambling, dude, is like, it's like the thing about the guy who's given marriage advice, right? And he's been married for two years. Come back after 30 years once he's proven that he's had a consistently happy marriage with no cheating all that right like i can give relationship advice but i also say like you know relationships are temporary maybe it will last you for the rest of your life maybe it won't here's some tactics to be happier okay like it 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 doesn't matter if he's made money for three months or like it's all on the line at all times with gambling Okay, it doesn't matter how much money you have. That's that's what you really need to understand. The people that get rich are the house, right? The casinos, um, which is which is the markets who are taking you know a piece of what you're getting. Uh, the e trades who are 
you know, super rich, the JP Morgan's and Goldman Sachs market makers who are handling the orders for, you know, a little percentage. And um, the guy selling panhandles in a gold rush, the guy selling you this, the Forex systems or the uh, Bitcoin trading systems who should uh, kill themselves because they're, 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 no one has a system and they're just complete um, con men. Please do not buy anyone's trading system under any, 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 any reality, okay? They're, they're, you know, these people are terrible human beings, okay? So here's the thing though, okay? Sure you think, Will, aren't you being a little overly dramatic? Um, you know, bringing all this stuff up. And I get it, dude, okay? You think, well, well, what's the harm in rolling the dice on Forex or, or some Bitcoin to make a quick buck, all right? It's just gonna be a little bit of my mind. The harm is that you just, you, you don't know it, but you just stepped on a slippery slope, okay? One that you're not prepared for. You just opened that door to get in that gambler's mentality just a little bit, dude, okay? And that's a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous thing to do. Okay, you don't have a year of trader training where you have a set stop loss and your bosses scream at you for not punching out of losses and it's just beating into your head to, to punch out of losses, okay? And even if you had that, I would see guys, once they got big enough, once the loss got big enough, they wouldn't punch out of it, including me. My biggest loss was when I was trading my my buddy who started there two days before and the specialist held up the order and instantly I went from um, something that was like a $300 winner and was going up and I was I was buying more to he just filled all my orders and I was down to 20,000, 30,000 and then $50,000 and I could see my friend smiling out of the corner of, it, corner of his eye. And the loser was so big and so fast that I literally closed my eyes and started praying. And when I opened my eyes, it was a $2,000. Two minutes later, I opened my eyes, it was a $2,000 winner. And that was another game-changing move for me because I realized, like, I'm the most disciplined guy in the office and every small and mid-sized loser I punch out of and do follow exactly my strategy. But when it's a big loss, even after all my years of training and the fact that I'm the most disciplined, when it's a big loss, I handle it just like the, the most untrained rookie. I literally closed my eyes and prayed. And yeah, I got lucky and it came out as a winner. But I knew then and there, I was like, that's a that's a problem, dude. Because there would be one day where I, where I took that loss and it didn't come back up and it got worse. All right. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's what you need to understand. Like, you don't, first of all, you don't have that training. Second of all, let's say you take a loser, right? Let's say you take a loss. Well, Maybe you didn't have that much money, so you had five thousand in the bank. You lost a grand on Bitcoin or whatever. You can't afford that loss. That's your rent money. So maybe you had the discipline to punch out, but you're gonna get back in there next month, right? Because now that bitch owes you money. Bitcoin, Citigroup, Forex took my money, dude. That's how guys would talk in the office. They'd be like, "Man, Exxon, that fucking bitch owes me money," or like Verizon. You know, Verizon's a dirty fucking slut. That bitch owes me money. Like, that's, that was a mentality. Like, I'm getting my money back from that thing. Right? Like, it's like a personal insult, dude. Okay? It's if you lost money. Even if you, even if you had a, a bunch of money around and you, say you had a hundred grand and you lost a thousand, that still stings, dude. That's, you know, that's, 
that's like you're gonna start thinking like man i could have bought i could have bought uh you know a 70 inch tv for that it's gonna last me 10 years all right i could have uh done all these things right and 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 it sticks with you the other thing that can happen is let's say you hit a winner dude so you you throw a grand into bitcoin and you throw a grand into forex and you double up in in two weeks and you come out with a with another grand, you get 100% return, you're like, man, that was easy. That's all I had to do? Maybe you go back at it again. Double up again. Go back at it again. Well, now you start talking to your friends. Like, Yo, dude, I just killing it on Bitcoin, dude. This is easy, right? And you're like, well, you know, I can stop anytime. Dude, if you think you're going to stop, if you think it's easy like that to stop, man, hell no, dude. When you're, when you're doubling up on your money like that, it's not easy to stop. It's like the guy who says he's only going to do one steroid cycle. No one does one steroid cycle. When you go on cycle and you make more gains than you've ever made since your first year in training, you think you're going to give that up to? No. Okay. Whether you win or lose, your first bet or your first trade is not going to be your last trade. Okay. It's different if you're going into it with some type of systemized mentality, right? Like you've, you've been watching chart patterns for a year and you've been watching the S&P and you've got some type of strategy and your dollar cost averaging into an index fund and you know you're you're only buying on uptick years you know trying to get a little bit better than the the eight percent average that it returns that's a different different story i'm talking about where you're just throwing rolling the dice on on forex or bitcoin or something like that i mean you've opened the door okay you don't realize it but you've opened the door and when the door's all the way open, you're gambling at it. And it's really easy to say that, no, it's not going to happen to me. But, dude, when you start, you, have, you haven't taken a loss. You haven't taken a real loss. And you don't know how painful that is and how much you want to get your money back. The same thing when you start taking those wins. And when you've opened that door tra a crack and you're starting to develop that gambler's mentality, I'm telling you, no amount of money is safe. doesn't matter if you have 100 grand in the bank. It doesn't matter if you have a successful business. It doesn't matter how much you pull out of the market. All that can go back on any given day because you have the wrong mindset, dude. And that's why I'm telling you, like, don't even gamble on $10 on a golf game, okay? Don't even allow for that mentality at all. To me, money is not... Money, you know, when you're trading, you lose a lot of respect for money. When you're messing around with $10 million here and there. And it took me almost a decade to get excited about making 10 grand a month in sales again. Like I couldn't care about money because I, I've been used to like playing with so much of it. Okay. So you have to avoid that gambling entirely dude and, and keep a massive, massive respect for money, even $10. Okay. I'd rather give $10 to charity than, than bet $10 on with the potential of, of making a thousand percent return because of the mentality of it, because of the mindset of it, because of the discipline of it, right? Think about it, if Warren Buffett won't gamble, right? Unless he has some type of an edge, you shouldn't be either, because that guy's got $40 billion to his name, okay? And again, it's like a drug addict. When a drug addict, his life's not safe. doesn't matter if he's a Hollywood celebrity. He can burn all that down, right? If he gets hooked on the drug, just like, you shouldn't take heroin, okay? Because gambling, for some guys, is as addictive as heroin. Um, and yeah, you could take heroin once in theory, but most people don't, okay? Most people stop uh, 
when they're like, okay, shit, I'm doing this. This is a problem. Okay. I'm getting addicted. I'm, I'm stopping or they keep going and, and throw their life away on it. The same thing with guys who, who are gambling. Like, like when I, when I saw that I couldn't make a system out of it, I was like, this is just gambling. Now I don't have the arbitrage. Um, we don't have those three set pops and momentum when it hits a level break. I'm like, I, I, now I'm just throwing money around and yeah, it's, it wasn't my money, but you're not going to have a company giving you $3 million in biopower, dude. You're going to be playing with your own money. And, um, I'm telling you no amount of money safe and you're, you're opening the door to a beast dude. Okay. I can show you from my cousin. I can show you from the guys that I came up with in trading. I can show you from your friend right now who's making money on Forex. Just wait two years from now, dude. Okay. So instead of the gambler's mentality, what you need is an entrepreneur's mindset. Okay. Look at the Forbes list of the top 500 richest people. They're all entrepreneurs. By the way, Warren Buffett's an entrepreneur. All he does is sell a service of, um, you know, a 12% better return than, than the S&P. That's all he does. And the one plaque that's on his wall is the plaque that he got from the Dale Carnegie course on salesmanship. Because he's an entrepreneur who's, who's been a really good salesman with a really good product, which is a 20% return as opposed to the 8% you get from the S&P. All right? So literally all of them, Carlos Slim, Zuckerberg, the Google guys, um, you know, everyone on that billionaires, billionaires list is an entrepreneur. Okay? And that's not a coincidence. Because... You need to have the real success comes from that entrepreneur's mindset where you and and I'm not making as much as I did in trading, but I love making money in the entrepreneur's mindset because in business and I love business because it's so damn measurable. Okay, my traffic is so consistent every month. It's in it. It boggles my mind how it's that consistent and how, you know, the YouTube subscribers climbing is so consistent and how. You know, I can look at all the metrics and it's just so easily analyzable and, and, and I can predict future revenue and I can see, okay, this thing's working better and, and oh, where's that traffic coming from or, or, oh, what's working on this sales page? Like everything's just so beautiful for analysis and such a perfect um, thing for someone like me who, who, who gets high on the system of it and making the more consistent income. And if I have a problem, I can just go and log into my you know, processor and see, okay, here's what's going on. Why is this less? Okay, Google delisted this article. All right, I need to, to write three more articles about this type of thing to get back ranking higher for those keywords. All right. And that's so important. Okay. When you have the entrepreneur's mindset, you got the specific measurable metrics. You're in something with high margins like mine, um, personal brand and info products or, or the service business that I recommend to most of you guys, which you can see in how to uh, build a service business article and video over at revolutionarylifestyledesign.com and you get total transparency on your returns, okay? I know there's four ways that I make money in, in my business. Traffic, okay, which I can do from articles, videos, audios, um, SEO and content or paying for uh, content on either Facebook or promoting it on YouTube or, or advertising towards it. You can do marketing on Facebook, YouTube, um, Twitter, email, or hire someone to do the marketing for me. Uh, sales, which is like sales page, sales funnel, um, you know, doing video ads for my 
products and telling you guys on it. Or I can release more products. Okay, the more products I release, the more money I make. Uh, it's just a question of, you know, of those four areas, I'm always deciding every day which, you know, what do I need to be working on? What's the best use of my time? What's the most profitable uh, use of my time between those four areas? And it's going to be those four areas for, you know, the rest of my business, which is such a beautiful thing because it's so easy. To, it's just so, it's so transparent. It's so easy. And if you want to make more money, it's just like, well, this is what we do here. Okay, I can invest if I'm going to invest money, right, I, I'm going to invest $300, whatever, to, that's how much it costs me to get someone to design a book cover for me. Or if I, if I start doing, when I start doing courses, I'll invest a grand to get someone to help me with the video or put some graphics on it, right? And that will be made back before the end of the first day of launch, okay? The margins on this thing are insane. Um... And the same thing with the service-based business, okay? My buddy was a car broker and spending $500 a month on Google AdWords, no other outbound marketing at all, and was getting four grand a month off that $500 ad spend, okay? I mean, crazy returns, crazy. I mean, thousands of percent of margin um, are available each year for a service business. You can be a solopreneur and make 250 grand and spend 10 grand on advertising, assuming you're doing cold calls and and, um, you know, getting your name out in other ways on Facebook and Twitter and email and stuff like that. Okay, it's, it's crazy, dude. Um, so that's the mentality I'm trying to break down to you, dude. You have that entrepreneur's mindset. Systemized, strategy, money is extremely valuable. You only invest your money in, in things that are where you can see the return, where you can calculate it, where it's easily explainable, where you can reinvest in your brand that you're going to have 10 years from now or invest in getting clients that are going to be paying you 10 years from now. Like, I mean, it's crazy. Guys are going to, they got five grand in, in net worth. They're dropping a grand on Forex or whatever. Like, that's insane to me, dude. You got to have that entrepreneur mindset. Mindset. You got to be funneling as much money that's not going into savings back into your business for the first couple of years until you've maxed out that, that, that marketing spend. And when you have that mentality, all your money is well spent because you're investing in the most important thing in the world, you, you incorporated, right? You're reinvesting that money back in yourself instead of giving it away to, to a Forex exchange where, you know, the broker's taking this amount, the exchange is taking this amount, and eventually, you know, some guy's taking the rest of it from you when you take that loss, okay? That entrepreneur's mindset is what you have to have, dude, and, um, I can't stress that enough. And I'm talking to you from someone who who succeeded um, in trading, okay? Not on E-Trade. I'm, I'm talking about, and I'm telling you, dude, like, I wish I'd started a business at 24. I wish I'd executed, man. I wish I'd had clients that, that could be paying me now. Um, you know, I, I knew I was supposed to, but I wasn't there fully. I wasn't ready to execute 100%. I wasn't ready to learn C++ programming. Even though I, I had a bunch of money to invest from trading, you know, I knew I had to, I wanted to be like Tim Ferriss, but I, I wasn't there on the execution level because I didn't fully have that entrepreneur's mindset. And I, I hadn't fully re regained my respect for money because I was like, man, you know, fuck doing this to make five grand a month. Five grand is nothing. I used to make that in a day. Okay. It took me like almost 10 years to be able to get back my respect for money again, you know, um, and, and, 
you know, you, you don't, you don't want to go down that road. Okay. So entrepreneur's mindset, investing in yourself, reinvesting in yourself, maxing out the investment in yourself, then getting your money into savings, then, you know, paying your rent a year in advance, then buying all your product, your supplies a year in advance. Okay. Then you can talk about like what you're going to do with that money after all that other stuff is maxed out. And then it'd be more like, you know, putting some of that in, you know, a, a, a medium return bond fund where you're getting like 6%, right? You know, you put a couple hundred grand in there and you're getting like, you know, 30 grand a year or something like that. And now, or, or sorry, 18 grand. And um, you're using that to, you know, live out in Asia or whatever, or, or you know, wh- whatever it may be as a, as a hedge against inflation, um, you know, as a hedge against a, a currency that's consistently being devalued, Okay. Um, like that's the kind of mentality that I'm talking about, dude, like you're not an ounce of a gambler and you're 100% entrepreneur who makes smart investments in his money. And the best investment is in yourself, your business, your dreams, your, you know, getting more clients, getting those wins together and, and getting to that high level of, of consistent income where you're doing a hundred grand a year, 200 grand a year, 300 grand a year, that type of mentality. Um, and that's it, man. So I hope you found that useful. Um, let me know in the comment section if you have any questions. As always, check me out revolutionarylifestyledesign.com, YouTube, Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud. I'm everywhere, baby. Thank you for watching.